0: hey everyone welcome back to uh, think slow Um, for this week uh, my focus is going to be on education so for my active listeners you know that what I tend to do is I pull through anything I've experienced for the week in my day-to-day job or stuff that I've identified in my startup Uh, so you'll know that I've had two big meetings this week one on the startup front which is one with one of the key trustees pitching for about 45 million funds on the management for my financial services company. And the other was a big C-suite gathering in London for my day-to-day job, uh, where we come together and we discuss the big challenges of the organization and we make some of the key decisions. And it'll make sense why I'm targeting education in a minute. But I suppose what's important to highlight up front is for the C-suite gathering, we were asked to all fill in a questionnaire. And it, you know, it was a bit about background, it was a bit about knowledge, skills, and experience. And what really piqued my interest was our 14 people around the table, 12 had not gone through the traditional education route as you and I would know it. And I thought that was fascinating. Here we are, with the hugely successful, thriving individuals sat around this table and the majority of them had not gone through the traditional route of school. So, you know, school, university, college, etc. And I couldn't believe it. So if you know me, as many of you do, uh, I couldn't resist but dig into it, ask the individuals around the table a few questions, uh, do a bit of research about the current stuff that is out there about education. And then concentrate it into a few bullets to share with all of you. Uh, I think up front it's important to highlight that I have absolute respect for all educators out there. What they have to deal with in terms of the huge classes, the restrictive curriculums and the limited method of delivery is challenging in its own right. What I'm going to be talking about is more the tools that they're provided with or the tool set. And whether it's fit for purpose or whether it needs to to be dusted off and changed in some way, shape or form. And the kind of few bullet points that I've written down in my book uh, are key bullets that at least one person, probably in the majority though, if I think back, um, highlighted to me specifically about their view on school. Um, And I think it's only fair up front if I talk about my experience at school uh, before kind of digging into these kind of key bullets. So I struggled massively in school. It wasn't for me really. I have ADHD and uh, because of that, for anyone out there that has it, you'll know that if stuff doesn't interest you, it doesn't go into your head. You don't remember it no matter what, and as you're reading pages, you're... You kind of get distracted really easy with thoughts of either for me it was sports or the football pitch or the rugby pitch or you just can't get it into your head no matter what you end up reading things over and over and over, and over. anyway that was me and I struggled massively with school however I am thriving I would argue in both the day-to-day job and my uh, startup, kind of entrepreneurial venture and I attest that to not what I learned in school but what I have continued to learn uh, in my later years. And I think it's an important observation from me up front before I go into the bullets that actually you should never stop learning. You should continue to develop yourself, continue to learn, continue to grow. Um, In all areas of interest to you and that doesn't necessarily just have to be for your job that could be wider kind of skills and knowledge that is complementary to it or it could be stuff that just interests you on the side whatever it is I'm a massive advocate for continuing to learn okay so let's let's get into my bullets that I've kind of concentrated based on the conversations I've had with these highly successful people. The first one, which made me smile, is only having one answer to a problem. And what the vast majority of people around the table were talking about here, because they all kind of mentioned it in some way, shape or form, was that in school, and it is an oversimplification, but in school, there's only one right answer and everything is geared towards teaching you and getting you to that one right answer. Whereas in life, let's use business by example, you will get a problem or a challenge and you will be encouraged to go away and find the optimum solution for that problem. And there'll be multiple ones that work, but if you kind of consider it against performance, time and cost, you might find that one is better than another and therefore the encouragement to go out there and do that is a really positive thing because it gives you control to go out do your research and weigh up the number of courses of action and find the optimum solution whereas in school you're encouraged to find the single solution and I thought that was a really good observation it is an oversimplification but a good one in its own right I'll caveat here because it's important to do so. Because someone will raise it, there are certain occupations out there that will wholeheartedly uh, encourage the single solution option. Um, there are also occupations out there that the single, the the system that is in place now for teaching is absolutely right, and that could be you know, medical. That could be finance, that could be uh, legal, there are certain jobs out there that require it, but for the vast majority of us and for the vast majority of jobs out there, a single answer is not the right one, ironically speaking. So that was point one. Point two, uh, which was probably about 50% on the table, brought up the environment, how they learned, the classroom setting. Now, again, there are exceptions to this, but in majority, being sat in a classroom of 30, 40, 50, whatever people with a single teacher up the front teaching you, you then write down in your notes what you think you are learning, go back and learn it, and then come back to an exam and regurgitate it, is, is what they were all talking about. And the argument is that we all learn in different ways, we all have different characters, different strengths and weaknesses, and this single version isn't fit for purpose for the vast majority of us. And again, I couldn't agree more, you know, linking it back to me and my ADHD, it didn't work. Now there are exceptions like the Montessori system, for instance, by example, something I read about recently, which is all about encouraging individual pace i.e. you learn at your own pace and I think that's a great step in the right direction but it is a small example in a larger pool of standardized approaches where what I'm saying is the vast majority still rely on collective learning. So that was the second bullet and about 50% of the people around the room talked about it. The third bullet was something that I've kind of concentrated into a single term which is memorization versus comprehension and it links to the second bullet closely and this is about 80 percent of the people in the room talking about parrot fashion or rote learning versus comprehension or understanding i.e. being taught, link it back to that first bullet of a single answer and working back from that, versus really understanding the opportunities out there and weighing up the strengths and weaknesses part one part two linking to the second bullet which is all about how you receive the information and how it is taught to you memorization is more emphasized than comprehension memorization in my view if i can kind of simplify this again it's all about this rote parrot fashion learning you get taught it, you write it down, you go home, you learn it, you regurgitate it, you put it into an exam, you purge it out, you start with the next one, you do the same, eat, sleep, repeat. Whereas comprehension takes that knowledge that you're learning and elevates it in many cases into almost a skill. And I could, I suppose, link it back to learn by doing in a way, um, but it's, it's wider than that. It is all about being able to really understand what you're being taught and comprehend. It it links into, I suppose, muscle memory in a way. And therefore, I would argue that the vast majority of people are more receptive to that as opposed to memorization. And then the final point, which is really interesting, and it relates more to the where they are now, i.e. sitting in the C-suite, making big decisions for an organization. They all, and this is 100% talked about, the fact that school doesn't prepare you for some of the key things that are going to be asked of you in the future. And they, some of them talked about the really simple side of this, so how, what to wear for an interview, how to conduct yourself in a job interview, all the way up to... know how to run a board meeting or how to invest money how to manage your finances I suppose I'd bucket this all in vocational skills and they all to an individual talked about the fact that education college degrees university degrees schooling got you through the door in majority but then it was all about you and your abilities how you could communicate articulate yourself how you could perform uh, firstly in an interview and secondly kind of in the role that got them to where they are now, closely linked to continuing to grow their own education and build their own growth uh, and that was probably one of the most popular, well it was the most popular comment that every single person around the table made um, and I think there's really something in that. Personally, link it back to me, I have continued to learn. But it is in an area that I am really interested in, i.e. my business and my career in my day-to-day job, that suddenly my ADHD has turned from a weakness into a positive. And also, I would argue that, now I've got uh, multiple master's degrees now that I've done kind of decades after school. But I I think this would be really useful to you listening because it might, echo with you personally. For the first probably 10 years of my career after school I felt absolutely inferior to those with degrees around me. I presumed because I hadn't experienced it that they were so much more brighter than me had absolute intellect, knowledge and skills that I didn't. And therefore they're always going to succeed over me and I I don't do this by way of boasting or showing off but I do this by way of just offering offering you reassurance everyone that I started with in the industry that I'm in is now at a lower level to me of those graduates equally you know, let's use imposter syndrome as a term. I always felt like I had imposter syndrome because they were always going to be better than me. I think what I'm trying to say here is that just because you don't do well in school doesn't mean you're stupid. You've got absolute intellect in there. It's just because school is a single-dimensional approach, no disrespect to schools and curriculums, but there is, you know, as we just talked about, a way of learning, and if you're not receptive to that, how could you possibly succeed? And I want to give you reassurance that it's not all about that. Continue to develop, continue to put one step in front of the other, continue to grow in the areas of interest to you and focus your efforts. Get that baseline foundational qualification through schools, but also build yourself up outside of schools in the areas that you're really focused on. And take reassurance and confidence in the fact that school doesn't determine your ability or your intellect it simply gives you that baseline and you can do absolutely anything you put your mind to so if you're one of those people who sat there uh, thinking that you're inferior because you weren't good at school you're not so keep going and uh, the world is your uh, is your oyster success is just around the corner for you keep driving forward and you can do it